you are about to enter a great adventure. This is Strutting from Gorilla. Hey, everybody. Hope everyone enjoyed their holidays, Christmas, whatever you're celebrating. Welcome back to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla, the final episode of 2023. I am Mikey Cash, and alongside me is Big Vito. Big Vito, how was your Christmas? It's good, man. You know, uh, we're, we're back in the, the new age here with power and internet. I apologize mm -hmm. for missing your great episode with um, the man, Becky Lynch, uh, but, but I'm back. I'm ready to go um, and excited for the episode here as we we end the year and kind of talk about everything that went on and, and what we think is going to happen for next year. Yeah, man. I Honestly, I didn't want to bring it up. I knew it was a sort of <laughs> subject for you. I know you were really looking forward to it, but uh, it was it was a great time talking with Becky Lynch. She was just fantastic. Um, big ups to, to Sarge for uh, helping us get that set up. So uh, our newest member of the sfg family so uh it just continues to expand i feel like this end of the year we've really had had some growth here uh 2023 is the year of fsg that's that's what i'm saying from now on hashtag <laughs> <laughs> the year of the gorilla is that even on yeah year of the gorilla it's the new uh it's the new was it the chinese calendar there that's the year of the gorilla yeah. this year so it, it's funny you mentioned that uh, Mrs. Cash was uh, Googling strutting from gorilla. And there's two there's two pictures that come up. One is our icon for the podcast. And the second is an actual strutting gorilla. So I think uh, we're in good company. So we're, yeah, we're really well, making it. You know. We got to give props to the leader of men, Bobby Stone, for mm -hmm. the uh, setup, you know, back in when, when we were in our grassroots days. Uh, Bobby Stone did a great job. Um, so shout out to him with the with the icon. We'll we'll never change that. That'll stay forever. Never. Yeah. Eston Stone. Eston Stone. <laughs> we love you, leader of men. <laughs> so uh, what the hell are we talking about today? Uh, well, we have a special guest on our podcast today. She is a longtime friend of our podcast and a friend of ours. She's our resident expert, all things uh, New Japan and AEW. Uh, Anya will be sort of coming on and, and sharing some thoughts on the recent developments in the MJF and the devil storyline. So really looking forward to to hearing her thoughts on that. And we're also going to end the year by giving some of our top matches and, and kind of talking about like what are our what are our wrestling revolutions uh, resolutions for 2024. I feel like that's a people are always talking about. Well, what am I going to do next year? Am I going to yeah? I'm going to my workout. I'm going to eat healthier. Like, how are you going to approach wrestling any differently? In no, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I think that sounds great. Um, you know, everyone needs a good New Year's resolution. I think uh, the the wrestling industry does too. And as fans of wrestling, which is what we are and what this podcast is all about, it's great to have um, Anya coming on here. She'll, she'll be on in a moment. And, um, you know, we're hoping for next year, maybe we'll have some more guests in different, mm -hmm. different lights. Maybe some people have TikTok pages, some some authors, yeah. maybe some some other independent wrestlers, uh, kind of expanding it. I mean, heck, we'll do things a little different than other people. So um, I'm excited for 2024. Me too. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It'll be good. So should we just dive right in? Should we should we get Anya in here? Yeah, let's get her on. And uh, Anya, yes, awesome. Great I to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Big, huge fan. Congrats on getting the man. 
I know I'm, I'm just the woman. You couldn't get the man today. <laughs> yeah, you got some. You got some big, big shoes to fill. But no, we're right. excited. We're excited to have you here, Anya, um, and and talk some wrestling. So, uh, Mikey, you want to fire away a question at Anya? Well, I mean, Anya. First off, really glad that you're here. I'm glad that we're finally able to do this. And two, you know, when I got the text from Vito that you had some thoughts about AEW. I, I just, I, I was so intrigued to hear from someone who was such a diehard AEW fan. Like, you were really behind them right from the get-go. And I always admired that because I kind of struggled myself sometimes with how much I can sort of get behind them because I, I really want them to succeed. But sometimes I was watching things on TV that just aren't making a lot of sense. And I've had that problem with WWE too, but... I've noticed the pattern is increasing a little bit in AEW TV recently. So I, I'm just curious, like, what, what is it you're seeing? What, 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 what led you to, to send Vito that text? It's been a roller coaster. I don't know if you remember back in the Vince McMahon era when Roman Reigns was the golden boy. Like, now we're behind Roman. But there was a moment where we all didn't really like Roman. Oh, yeah. And there was a specific suffering succotash moment where it was a promo in between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, and Seth was phenomenal, and Roman's comeback was, you're just a pile of suffering secotash. That was the moment where I just clicked, and yeah. I didn't watch WWE for years until, you know, the new reign of Triple H, which has been amazing. Papa H. Yep. And so AEW, you know, they come in, they bring in some amazing talent. You know, it started off with Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Like, you don't get much bigger than that if you're like an underground wrestling fan, right? If you're a fan of New Japan, you know, I'm wearing my Kenny t-shirt today representing Hope All Mm -hmm. as well. And so you got some amazing talent and then you bring in some, I think that's what really started their momentum is WWE was firing left and right. Amazing wrestlers who was scooping them all up, AEW. So we were excited and they kept bringing on new wrestlers from pay-per-view to pay-per-view to pay-per-view. There was even one last year or two years ago that brought on Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. Yeah, in I one like, night. I, I remember watching that, I think, with Vito. And it was just like, a, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, these are two gigantic debuts. And they, they put them all at, at the end of one pay-per-view. It was like 10 minutes of just pure bliss. Yeah, exactly. I remember we, we talked about that, Mikey, where you were you were like, you know, it is great. But this can only last for so long. It's that quick yeah. shot, you know, of, of know. excitement. And I've uh, had that worry for a while. You have had that worry for a while. But... But what was it? Yeah, we got that. I got that angry, very upset, which is not a frequent thing from Anya about um, about AEW and the, the latest MJF uh, segment. What was it that pissed you off so much? So specifically regarding that, so MJF has been wrestling tag team matches by himself for a, a minute now, right? Mm-hmm. He had a legitimate tag team match against the legitimate tag team just a couple months ago on a pay-per-view, The Righteous. They had, you know, a good match. They fought hard, right? They wanted the tag titles against one man, and they lose. Kills their momentum. Yeah. What's next for them? 
you know, I'm a huge fan from them. I think their gimmick is cool. Like it's very Wyatt family re reminiscent where it's right. kind of like that cult leader. Like you don't really, you feel like an eerie vibe from them, but they're mm -hmm. not like, I don't know. I would guess you would call them heels, but they're right. They're, they're tweeners. Yeah, 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 they're not mean. So it's like, oh, they're interesting, right? So a good tag team that had good momentum. They won their match on, I believe it was either Rampage or Collision the night before. And so we all thought if MJF is wrestling alone, oh, it makes sense for him to lose it to them. They're building up this tag team, right? They got a good storyline. Nope. One man yeah. beat two men that yeah. were on fire. So that pissed me off. And then where does the righteous go from here, right? They yeah. bring on Jake the Snake. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that. It happened like very quickly. It, it, it was, yeah. It, it just seemed like he was just there one day. Like there's no, it, there was no real rhyme or reason for it. He was just, just shows up. It does fit. It, it does fit the bill. He is kind of got that weird like look kind of, you know, and he had the Bible stuff. Yeah, listen. If they started it off like that from the beginning, I think it would be great. But just kind of throwing stuff against the wall, like I feel like that's been their MO over the last mm -hmm. like year. And there's yeah. just it's like up and down. You don't know what's gonna happen, where the storyline ends, and then it when it does end, it it's not very good, right? And I don't know if this is a combination of the fact that WWE storylines have just been so good and we're seeing the flaws, or if it's a combination of that AEWs just have been very, very bad um you know what i mean like you could look at it both ways but i i think it's a combination of both to be honest uh i really do but that's the thing and that's where i was getting at like they brought him with jake the snake okay you guys have a storyline now after your storyline was crushed and you lost your momentum now you're trying to build it back okay why haven't we seen them since then they just fell off of tv yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Then they, they go on Rampage, which nobody watches, right? And you don't see them or or AEW Dark, which actually, do they still have AEW Dark? I think they got rid of it. No, okay. I think it's, it's right. done now. So okay. once they got Collision, I think that it was it's now just Dynamite Rampage Collision, and they, they got rid of of Dark. Now, well, let me ask you guys this: Do you watch? Do you watch Collision? Like, I know it was a big thing on on Saturday. Yeah, you do I watch do. it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it was a. Has it been good? Because I haven't watched it. It's fine. For for me personally, it's fine. I, I, I DVR it on purpose so that I can kind of fast forward through things that I feel like aren't really worth my time watching. I mean, I do this. This isn't just an AEW thing. I do it with, with Raw, SmackDown. Like, there's some things I'm just like, I'm going to fast forward through this and kind yeah. of get to what I want to see. What about you, Anya? Do you like it? I like it. I feel like it has a different vibe than mm -hmm. Dynamite. Like, Dynamite is very, like, so... You know, if you blink, all of a sudden the match is over, everybody's yeah. brawling in the ring. While Collision yeah. has more of like a structure and it makes more sense uh, yeah. to me, my personal opinion. So uh, I do watch on, yeah. it. Yeah. And I used to watch Rampage too. Like mm -hmm. I was such a fan. Like I feel storyline aside, like they have such great talent that they put mm -hmm. on amazing matches. Like, just past this Dynamite on Wednesday, you open up with Swer Swerve Strickland, Jay yeah. White, and John Moxley in a three-way match, and it was pay-per-view quality. It was great. It was beautiful. So, 
you started the show on a great note and you ended it with who I was talking about, MJF, who fought one one man fighting two men in a you know hell of a fight from the other tag team, loses the tag titles in 30 seconds. Yeah. That was my suffering succotash moment. I couldn't <laughs> sleep that night. Like even like my boyfriend was sleeping. I woke him up and I'm like, I, I, this is this was awful. I might be done with AEW, and I'm the biggest person to defend them. <laughs> right. I live in Tampa, and that's like WWE country over here. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm you know the indie wrestling, the second promotion wrestling. Like come on, give them a chance. Like watch them, see what they can do. Like they have great names, but. At this moment of time, like I don't even know if I'm gonna watch the pay per view tonight. Oh, I, you will! I know you will. You got to, you got to, because then I mean, I gotta see. It'll, it'll suck you right back in. <laughs> right on you. right at the last minute, she'll hit order. No, AEW's yeah. been great. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping so. I am excited to see Swerve versus Keith Lee. You know, the match that should have happened two years ago that everybody kind of forgot about, but. Well, I think that's you're you're kind of hitting it on the head. Is is sometimes the the storylines are so like disjointed, where you'll have some progress on something and it seems like it gets momentum, and then suddenly it, you just don't hear anything about it for yeah. a couple of weeks, or maybe in this case with Swerve and Keith Lee, like months and months go by. Keith Lee's doing something different. He has these like kind of it, it feels like very like second tier storyline stuff with with uh, who's it was it Shane Taylor? Am I have that right? I don't know who I his old tag team partner, but but this is what I'm saying. Like it's not enough for us to even remember who it is that yeah. he's fighting. And then yeah. Swerve's the Swerve like loses the, this match and he's like, Oh yeah, by the way, Keith Lee, yeah, let's have a match on well, Saturday. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, you had that great storyline with Swerve and and Moxley, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden you just you have that great match, you know, he's drinking blood, and then you go you go into storyline from yeah, a year ago yeah. you know oh uh, it was hangman i'm sorry yeah, yeah you're yeah. right not not moxley my my fault my fault but then you go into the story with 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 uh keith lee from a year and a half ago so it's like it, you're all over the place it just doesn't make much much sense it's hard to hard to stay invested into it you know the only quite honestly the only thing that's been exciting is the uh mjf a little bit right and then the the storyline with the devil because like you're trying to figure out and They've stayed consistent with it. For we don't know who it is, so they've stayed consistent with it. But do you guys remember when the devil first came and attacked Jay White, mm -hmm. and then we didn't hear about it for like a month? Right, it was just a bunch of nothing. They might they maybe showed like one clip, yeah, like the next show. It might have been Rampage or or even Collision, and then we didn't really hear about it again. It's yeah. I, I I struggle with it because I I do want to like it. I think there's some parts of it that are very interesting, but you you had mentioned something on you about how this sort of tag title run that MJF has had on his own is really sort of hurt the tag team division in Ring of Honor because it's sort of like, well, do these titles even matter? I mean, so you got yeah, he's the AEW champion, and and I know that that counts for something, but at the same time, I mean, if the it. If this was WWE, we would be killing them right now. Roasting them. You're destroying the division. You're not giving other guys a real chance to to succeed in any way. You're saying that Ring of Honor is important to you, but you're doing this. And so every, every weekly on TV, there's no tag team titles going on. There's no there's nothing happening there. And, and so it's sort of in this like holding pattern while MJF had them. And now you got the the 
with these the devil's mass men as the new ring of honor tag champs and yeah whoever that is uh, that right. brings up a great question let's let's talk about it here who who do you think the devil is we've been debating it for a couple of weeks and i feel like obviously in the wrestling world everyone loves surprises and this type of stuff gets gets y'all get y'all horny right as a wrestling fan so um <laughs> so at least it does for me okay jesus that, that, you know it's I, not I, even I, 8 30 well, in the morning yet. yeah well i'm just saying <laughs> buy so, me dinner first so Anya, <laughs> who do you who do you think the devil is like what's your prediction we've gone back and forth a million times i think the realistic um guess would be kyle o'reilly adam cole you know, maybe even Bobby Fish. Who knows? Yeah. Bring them all back together. Even one might be Britt Baker. That's what the rumors have been saying. That's what my boyfriend believes, that it's a scorned Britt Baker. I don't know. I kind of hey, want it to be CM Punk. How big of an F you would that be? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be pretty crazy. I mean, we've we've gone back and forth. Obviously, the, the big one is um, Jungle Boy, right? People think mm -hmm. it's Jungle Boy. They said it's not. Uh, but you know, I I was this is news to you, Mikey Cash. Uh, but okay. I was sitting in my bed this morning, you know, thinking, how good would it be if the devil was Tony Khan himself? Think about it. Think about this, though. Think about mm. this. Think about this. Okay. He could come on. He's wearing the MJF mask, right? The devil mask. And for when when did MJF come back? Like right after he had that contract dispute and he came back mm -hmm. with that same mask and right. what I, I think it would be a, a decent, uh, decent swerve here. And, uh, you know, you, you get him involved on TV in a Vince McMahon, you know, heel way. People are already talking crap about Tony Khan. Like, why mm -hmm. not? Why not throw him in there? And then the mass men are like, like the, the corporation, remember like back in the day. Yeah. That's kind of why I wouldn't want that to happen. Hey, I'm not that's saying what everybody would complain about is that it just feels like a recycled story. Perfect. I mean, not, that, not, not, not that wrestling doesn't do that anyway. But, but yeah, it's a perfect storyline. It's a perfect wrestling storyline. I mean, you see Tony as like this good guy, right? Like he's mm -hmm. the type of manager that everybody can push over because he's so nice and he wants to be friends with everybody. Mm -hmm. And he's just a big, huge wrestling fan. And he's, he needs to be more stern. I think that'd be interesting to see that change in him. But I also feel like that never happened because we have to think of somebody that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now, but then see, if it was Tony Khan, he could take all the WWE guys he brought in, or the ones that aren't doing very much, and make him as part of his little stable. And you get like NWO versus, versus, uh, WCW storyline there. See, yeah, yeah. Vito has been on this kick lately of like really wanting to have an NWO in 2024. Like, there's there's just something I, I don't know what it is with you lately. I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box here, guys. You know, uh, that that was my prediction, but I I liked yours too, though, Anya, with um with uh, some of the it was the Bullet Club members, right? Mm -hmm. That you were mentioning, yeah, yeah. It's, that would be pretty interesting if it was if it was them too. It probably makes more sense, but, but I just that's wonder. The how... thing. Like I feel like it might not make sense, and we might all just be disappointed. Like it's gonna mm -hmm. be Don Callis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's laughs> that would be, be great, right? Just like, of course it's Don Callis. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's going to be Dan Housen or something. <laughs> He's placed a curse on him. Yeah, on MJF. That's why all of this stuff has happened to him. <laughs> so. yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. So is, um, that the go- is that the breaking news now from Straying from Gorilla that it's actually Dan, Dan Housen is actually the devil? Yeah, that's going to be on that that's going to be on all the dirt sites now. <laughs> um, I believe MJF was cursed. Yeah, he was cursed. I curse you. Um no, that that was that was good. Um what what else is going on on you? What what how do you feel about, you know, we're going to when you uh when you get off here, we're going to finish our episode with the 20 23 review here so you know if you were to grade some stuff what were your highlights of the year and and um and what are you looking forward to for 2024 in terms of aw or all of wrestling all of wrestling all of wrestling we've been talking we've been pretty heavy into aw here so you can give give us your opinions on on something else if you want as well and you know i feel like wwe has better storylines right now at the moment um because with aw you know they're giving golds and they turn it into dirt sometimes but wwe i feel like triple h has like this slow burn mentality of how he wants his stories to play through mm-hmm. so i'm really excited you know i love what he's doing with shinsuke right now like he's yeah. really making him pop and look yeah. like a villain like he's a little anime character right now with like his storytelling he's like a super villain so i'm excited to see them build upon that because lately his momentum has been like up and down you know he's had those great matches with seth and then he feuded with cody who's like their top guys like the john cena of 2023 going into 2024 i want to see that man finish the story too i know we all do CM punk through a wrench in that now yeah he's got his own story he wants to finish is everybody a fan of cm punk here i'm not i went back and forth i honestly i it's like i'm in this kind of terrible relationship with someone and and they do these horrible things and i always say i'm never going to talk to them again and then next thing you know you know it's late at night i'm lonely we get a text message and we just start we start chatting it up again and so that's how i feel with cm punk it's like i kind of know in the back of my mind that something's probably going to happen but i just sort of enjoy the ride while it's good i mean he'll tell you that but you know probably 10 years ago he was there was a photo taken which i will find by the way with yeah. Mikey Cash in a CM Punk I, shirt. So um I I I didn't say I know, wasn't a fan of his. I just hey, said, you know, people change over time is a long time ago. We call those people flip-floppers, Mike. And listen, I've been true through and through with my CM Punk takes. I've I have been steadily said I think I like him. Um, I will stand that ground. Um, I you know what? He's not the greatest person in the world and he nope. might be kind of an asshole, but you know what? He makes me want to watch wrestling. So yeah. I, I turn the TV on when he's on and I will be honest. It, it was great. Uh, you know, we talked about this on our last episode, uh, Anya, the interaction with him and Seth Rollins on raw a few weeks ago mm-hmm. was the first time in a while. I almost got like goosebumps watching, a uh, a, um, a segment on raw like it was it was wild i haven't felt that way in a long time so it was it, you could feel the raw emotion whether it was real fake shoot whatever it doesn't really matter it it, it was good mm-hmm. yeah it felt organic it felt like maybe they played upon the realness of it because seth is not a fan of him and he's not happy that he's back 
So they went with it and they played right, into yeah. it and they developed a story out of it. But right. I'm really hoping Sam Punk does not take Cody's momentum. I'm going to the Rumble. I want to see Cody win. I am also upset with CM Punk for taking Jade Cargill's momentum. Like she hasn't yeah. even debuted yet. Nobody's talking about her anymore. Yeah. Funny. Um, we mentioned that on our last podcast too. <laughs> well, you know, what's weird is, I, I mean, I think something happened with Jade's like family or something. Cause she had some posts on social media that kind of indicated that like something was going on personally. So I I'm not trying to put on blast here on this show, but I mean, if she put on social media, people can kind of go to her feed and kind of check it out. But I, I think it will adequately explain why she hasn't been around. But yeah. but CM Punk is a good reason for it, too. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because not only did he steal her momentum, but also remember Randy Orton came back? <laughs> nobody, re- yeah. nobody remembered. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Long lost dad finally came back, you know, after going to the store to get Pop-Tarts. And nobody's talking about it. Everybody's <laughs> talking about CM Punk. And he came back jacked. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, Jack. Yeah. He's yoked. He's yoked. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a it's it's a good point, Anya. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I I I agree with the CM Punk part. Like, yeah, I don't want him taking momentum, but I also think he brings he could also, if used right, can bring things to another level. Like, is this just gonna be a quick shot where he gets eyeballs on there and then mm-hmm. it fades away? Like, I, I don't want that, yeah. but I also don't want him you know, main eventing WrestleMania uh, to take someone else's spot, right? But if they use him the right way, and I, I think it can be very valuable because, you know, he does, when you watch him on TV and he has some of these promos, he does elicit some emotion and yeah. inject some life into some of his imp- opponents. And I, there's so many possibilities of things you can see him do with some of the WWE talent that I think would be great. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I don't know if anybody got to see some of the highlights, but his match with Dom at MSG was actually really good. And I mean, D- Dom's one of my favorites. He's been like one of my MVPs of 2023. So I don't A get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Dom. Dirty Dom. The heat that guy gets is unreal. I, he I was did there. hard the, time. He did uh, hard time. He did hard time. What did he do? Like an afternoon in jail? That was. <laughs> he <laughs> went to prison. Okay, he went to prison. <laughs> oh, it's one of the funniest jokes that they continue to run with on WWE commentary. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's it, it's it, he looked good. He looked good in the ring. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know what we're gonna get from CM Punk. I think odds are. They're heading towards Seth and Punk at Mania. And maybe that's good because it, it's focused on one world title. And then that leaves Roman open for him and Cody to sort of have their kind of their second match and hopefully finish the story. Because that that's the thing that I had trouble with with the devil storyline is like if it starts to go on just a little bit too long, people are gonna lose interest. And because things have been disjointed, we're not getting like all those updates that we'd like to sort of keep our interest week to week on this MJF uh, devil storyline. So uh, I, I don't want them to do that with the, with Cody. And I fear like we're, we're about there. We're like getting to that point, even though he's having great matches and, and good rivalries with, with Shinsuke love Shinsuke, but I, I don't know. I worry about it. I don't know about you guys. I feel the same way. 
uh, but I, I'm, I'm more excited about it. I have my, mm-hmm. I have, I have faith in Papa H. I do. I think he's not going to take the Vince McMahon approach I and, and bury other people. I, I, I think he'll find a way to make it work. He tends to, you know, mm-hmm. like you think about it when there was a point where I think Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus were left off a card and people were up in arms about it. So what did he do? He made them the main event of the next pay-per-view, right? Like it, 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 it's things like that that go a long way where I feel like in the Vince McMahon era, you wouldn't, it would just be out of this. I'm doing it this way too bad, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think he brought CM Punk in because people wanted them, wanted to see him, you know, and, and he, he did it. And I, I think it was good. And I think it, 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 I think it opens up a door for a lot of things and let's be, let's be honest about this. There's a lot of hours of WWE TV mm-hmm. to go around. Right. Yeah. I, I would tell yeah. you that, um, you know, AW doesn't have that luxury. They still have a good amount, but I, I think with the hours WWE has, they'll, they'll find a way. And it'll it'll be key to see what happens here at the Rumble. Um, I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, you'll have an SFG strutting from J- Gorilla sign up there, Anya. When you go. <laughs> Just... On the back of my CM Punk sucks one. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. That's yes. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Anya, I, I had I had a question for you. I, I wanted to ask it earlier, and I know we got sidetracked, but I'm curious, what are your thoughts right now about how AEW is kind of handling the women's division? It's garbage. I mm. mean, their only star right now is Tony Storm. And mm. she's she's just her character is great. She's phenomenal on commentary. She's the only one who has something going. I don't even know who's the TBS champion. Oh, Julia Hart, right? Julia Hart, yeah. Who also had her momentum crushed because she was on a what twenty-three match win streak and then lost it because she was what getting married and was going to be yeah. off TV for a couple weeks. Yeah. Like you could have done vignettes or something. I don't know. There's just non-existent women's wrestling, and I do appreciate this of Tony. I don't want to say too too much bad like i want to focus on something that's good is he did listen to the fans when people were out in the crowd saying like show us women's wrestling or you know they're just not doing anything with their women's division the next night the women were the main event Mm -hmm. and they were the main event in rampage collision like he was like okay he he knows he listens he knows what people want and he wants to deliver he just doesn't I don't think he knows how he needs help. Yeah. He needs somebody yeah. to like really guide him. And I think that's what Cody was doing yeah. when he was back there. And ever since he left, it kind of just like slowly started to fall apart. He had yeah. nothing to do with the women's division, but their women's division is just non-existent. I was looking at their roster the other day because we see the same like mm. five women weekend week out you know great women like hikaru shida was great you know love her yeah exactly now we got thunder rosa back so i'm excited to see what they do with that you know we have great champions we have tony storm we have julia hart do something like give them a story instead of just like oh somebody comes out at the end of their match and challenges for next week you know we want like a grudge we want something and i think Maybe Britt Baker missing is an element missing of that. You know, losing Jade Cargill, they lost a lot with losing her because she had a great momentum going for her. And she was a dominant champion. That's true. She was a great yeah. She was getting better and better, too. That last match she had with Statlander was arguably Cargill's best match. It was fantastic. 
Hey, Mikey, uh, you know, Anya, you bring up a good point about Tony Khan needing help. And um, Mikey, if I know a certain free agent uh, creative guy who's uh, available, uh, he's had great success in the past. He's from Long Island. Um, if you if he were here and Tony Khan asked him to join the creative <laughs> staff, what what would he say? <laughs> Sorry, it took me a minute for you to like. Yeah, where what would he say? Yeah, what would but... he say? Well, I think <clears throat> I think it might be something along the lines of, you know, bro, uh, China's not walking in through that door anymore. Uh, I used to write for WWF magazine in 1996. Now, in that time, Vince McMahon was really struggling against WCW. And it was because of China that things started to turn around, bro. So we need to get ourselves... Somebody like her, somebody who's dominant. I think that's really how it's going to turn it around. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's I, a great. Vince it's, Russo it's early. It's early for Vince Russo. Russo. So I, I know I caught you off guard. Apologies, I, you off guard, but I was just curious what he would say and, and if if Tony Khan asked him for help. But those are good points, Anya. Uh, great, great Vince Russo as always. <laughs> well, I, I think what they'll do is they'll probably have he'll probably propose some sort of uh, contract on a pole match. Yeah, honestly, 100%. it's like yeah, yeah. contract the main event rampage on a pole. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what it'll be. But... Absolutely. Well, cool, Anya. Is there anything else you want to add before we we let you take off? We appreciate you being on here. Can we talk about New Japan for a hot second? Let's Would love it. to. So I'm, you know, I don't really watch too much of it anymore because we don't have cable and I don't keep up with it. But I, my favorite event that AEW has every year now is the Forbidden Door mm -hmm. because we get to see people like Okada coming through, Tanahashi coming through. And they seem, maybe because they're on technically an AEW pay-per-view, they're on American soil. I feel like they come here and they lose a lot of their matches. Mm -hmm. A lot of AEW people take their titles and bring it into AEW. Like some of them are on the line in that Continental Classic right yeah. now. Do you think that AEW is slowly kind of severing their relationship with New Japan by doing something like that? Because I would feel personally attacked. Like mm -hmm. oh, I'm giving you my top stars like Okada. And yeah, you're giving him a match with Brian Danielson. But like, why does my boy got to lose? Right. Right. Yeah. It's about like, how do you protect your promotion as well as AEW protecting theirs? And it, it's, it's like, it's out of balance. Like it's yeah. like, it's AEW heavy and, and you have to wonder, yeah, does that start to hurt the relationship? I, I would, I would say over time that probably would, yeah. maybe we'll see what happens this year if they can sort of write that and, and correct it. And, and maybe you have a majority of new Japan guys ending up like winning their, their big matches because you don't want to hurt those those wrestlers and and all of kind of the, the spotlight that they bring especially when they go back to japan it's like well why why am i going to follow this guy if he's if he's worse than the other guy you know it's I, I, new japan's also trying to establish something in the u.s and i think in order to do that you have to make them look credible exactly well i and, and i think it's a really great point anya and my take on it is a little bit different than yours because i don't watch new japan wrestling mm -hmm. so i don't know any of the people that come over and so 
every time they do the forbidden door, I love the concept. And we talk about this every single time. I wish AEW gave more backstory to who some of these people were. So I understood who they were like even little mm-hmm. video vignettes of, okay, yeah. Hey, is this person? So I don't really know, but if I was new Japan, I think they have a lot less leverage in this situation and it's more of, Hey, we're getting our TV tight. We're getting our titles on TV. So people are going to ask about this. And you know, I do think the, there does have to be a little bit of balance, but I think Mm -hmm. AW holds more cards here because they're getting more eyeballs on their titles and their wrestlers. Um, And it's like, okay, if they tell us, if they tell us, well, their, their stars have to win, do we even put them on TV? Like, you know, Yeah. It's not like AW stars are going, and they are going over to New Japan, but how often is the mix, right? So that that's kind of how I would look at it, at least. Uh, but I do wish they enlightened us a little bit more on who, who some of these stars were, because they had a couple people come over that are in AW now, and it's I, I don't really know their backstory. So it's it's hard for me to get invested. Yeah, and the some of the fans seem to know them. Like, you get a match with Shibata, and people are like, oh, my God, and you're like, but who's that? Kota Ibushi, huge name. Where is he at? My problem is with that Continental Classic. If you're putting New Japan titles on the line, why are there no New Japan guys fighting for it? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Like none of them are in this tournament. They're just like okay, you know. It's like having an ECW title and not having ECW people fighting for it, right? Like when WWE came back with the wwecw brand yeah it, it was yeah. stupid yeah i i get it completely it's a really good point i yeah. I, I tend to think that uh from what i've seen because i i watch a lot more impact than i ever used to and they seem to have a way better relationship with new japan and the way they handle that because they always do these little like multiverse of madness kind of things like these pay-per-views where it's like it's impact guys and new japan and they do a good job of showcasing the new japan stars so I, I, I feel like they're doing a much better job of maintaining that relationship than AEW might be right now. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm kind of surprised that Will Ospreay chose AEW Me instead too. of Impact. Yeah, he seemed to have a lot of great things to say about Impact. And, and so I was like shocked when he was like, yeah, I really love Impact. And then he just shows up on AEW like, oh, okay. Money talks, baby. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Money money rules the world. Poor I guess Scott we'll Amore. see. Yeah. <laughs> We'll I guess we'll see where Okada ends up because I rumor is that WWE is trying to get him. Yeah, I heard about that. I don't know. I don't know. And where does where does uh, Mercedes go? We've been hearing all this news back and forth. She was in Boston earlier this week, but now all the reporting is that those talks fell through. So who knows where she's going to wind up? Yeah. Yeah. it'll be interesting awesome Mm -hmm. anya we appreciate having you on here um you are welcome anytime and we'll try and get you on more regularly to to, you gotta you gotta catch up on some new japan so we can uh we can we can pick your brain about it yeah (laughs) all right well listen we look forward to seeing you at the rumble thanks again for coming on and we will we will talk with you next time sure thing thanks Thanks, guys appreciate it yeah all right that was was awesome that yeah, was refreshing. Was we need that. We need to to be talking about more than just the big two. So, oh, absolutely. No, Real... It's always always great to have Anya on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she might be more knowledgeable in the world of wrestling than both of us combined. So, always great to pick her brain, and and we'll have I her on so. again. We'll have her. Yeah, again, absolutely, sure. absolutely. She's been a fan since day one, so we gotta we gotta shout out to her. She's great. Absolutely. Um, 
All right, so let's switch gears. I know we got about 20 minutes left here, uh, and mm-hmm. I know we want to talk talk about some things. Before we get into the end-of-the-year stuff, though, quickly, we didn't talk about this. You were uh, at the latest WWE Live event and mm-hmm. uh, wanted to get your thoughts. It looked like you had a great time and um, heard, oh, yeah. heard good things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, myself, Mrs. Cash, and uh, some other family members, we went to the the holiday tour at TD Garden on Wednesday night. It was a really fantastic show. I had been to a house show with my family like back in like 2015 and it was a much different vibe. It wasn't really it was not even close to being a sellout and this one was close to being a sellout. I mean even up in the balcony in the 300s it was like over halfway full up there and so it was it was really great to see like it was packed and that crowd was into it. Like I know that sometimes a crowd can kind of like kill a show, but they were they were behind everything. It felt like this might have been like a televised event with the way people were re- reacting and kind of the the quality that they put into the show itself. Um, I I got to see got to see Dirty Dom. Him and uh, Cody Rhodes had a last man standing match, which was really it was a lot of fun to watch. That's so interesting. It, yeah, I know, I know. It was really great. Um, just to throw it out there. I, I this is my first time really seeing her live, but Rhea Ripley has such presence. When she comes out, you just feel like she's a big deal. It, it I, I can't explain it other than you have to be there, and there's sort of an energy in the crowd when she comes out. And well, wait, didn't we see her live at the uh, at the Survivor Series? Oh, damn it! You're right. All right, yeah, well, she's got more right, of a presence right. now. Yeah, she's got more damn of a presence right, now. I'm right. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> All right, Vito, this is your one time, okay? Yeah, um, you're damn right. <laughs> but yeah, she was really fantastic. She had, um, she defended the title against uh, Ivy Nile, and I thought it was a great match. I- Ivy Nile held her own too. I think, um, I think she's got a lot of upside too. So real promising for the women's division, just like future stars and future challengers for her. Uh, man, it-, it was just a fun show overall. Like I couldn't, I couldn't say enough good things about it. I, I really had a good time. So, and, uh, so the man Becky Lynch, you know, lived up to her interview. She, she lived said, up. She opened the show. She yeah. opened the show, and it was a, a hell of a way to open it up. It was her versus Zoe Stark, and I love Zoe Stark. I think she's got. She's another one that that will be a contender soon enough. But yeah, her and Becky had a hell of a match, and you know, you know, Be- Becky didn't give us a shout out, but you know, that's fine. You know, like you want to keep the relationship under the radar. You know, you don't yeah. want to be too. I don't want to be too like gaudy. Yeah, we don't it. want people storming the ring when she mentioned strutting from Gorilla. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's uh, and for everybody to be like, who the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. right, exactly. So, um, oh, that's great. Well, I I wanted to just touch on that yeah, before. Awesome. I know you went, and uh, that's great. You know, anytime WWE or AW or you know any wrestling promotion for that matter, me and you try to make it if we can. So, um, yeah, cool. All right, let's let's switch gears. Uh, and and talk about our our year end here you know i i think a lot of people in the wrestling world beat this topic to to death with the mm-hmm. end of the year reviews um but yeah. i do think we need to give our input um as as stark yeah. fans in the the wrestling world um you know from our view kind of what we thought was a highlight and some matches that were big and, and what we look forward to in in 2020 um 2024 mm-hmm. so well Vito, do you want to start off Sure. Yeah, you want to talk about my so let's talk about top matches. Um you want top matches. Yeah, I think one of mine, you know, I, I thought hard about this because yeah, I, 
I have a hard time. There's so much wrestling to think about mm-hmm. one match over a year did happen in 2023. Yeah. It was the year before. I, I don't even know. Um, but I thought it was a great year for wrestling. And I, I think one of the, the top matches, and this is in no particular order. I, yeah. I, I just kind of threw them out there. Um, but I think mine was McIntyre, Sheamus, and Gunther at WrestleMania 39, um, yeah. which is kind of shocking that I would I would put these three on there. Um, you know, I, I don't see uh, McIntyre and Sheamus as having a like five star match or anything like that on the norm. But it was such a hard hitting match, and I think Gunther is such a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. He kind of brought out the best in the three of them. I mean, I remember watching that and being like, like I had that shock face when they were hitting each other, right? Because yeah. it was hard, man. It was hard mm-hmm. hitting. Um, so I would put that one up there as my my number one or, or in my top five. Okay. I mean, that's a very hard hitting match. And I, there, there's a style that those guys have that I think like is really appealing because it, it, it's different than what you normally see. Yeah, like no the modern style now. It, yeah. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like sometimes if it's too much flip flop and like it's all like white noise to me. So yeah. this is the yeah. this is like a nice change of pace from that. Agreed. All right. What was yours? Uh, all right. So for me, again, no particular order. But I am going to throw a women's triple threat, and it is going to have Mercedes Monet in it. Uh, this is from Genesis in New Japan. Um, this match, uh, it's Mercedes Monet versus Suzuki versus uh, Azumi. I, I think this was one of the better triple threat matches I think I've ever seen. I, I, so speaking of New Japan, right? I, I am making a New Year's resolution, so spoiler alert, that I'm, I'm going to be getting the New Japan World app uh, i just downloaded it on on roku because now they they updated it and they're making it available so i decided i'm gonna just take the plunge i'm gonna dive in first of the year and, re- and really go for it so um through like the kind of the free preview i've been able to like watch this match uh, over again and and it holds up i think it just shows how good mercedes is too you know like she can hold her own in this new environment with uh, with other high caliber talent is just a fantastic triple threat match. I would recommend if anybody can find it elsewhere or, or subscribe to the new Japan, uh, they should check it out. It's a really great match. Yeah. I, I like that. I, 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 I can tell you, I have not seen it, so I will mm-hmm. try to take a peek at it, but I trust your judgment on that one. And, um, I mean, it's not a shocker. Um, so I, and I can't call her Mercedes. I'm just calling her Sasha. I know. Man. I know. I go back I and forth. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. So, um, that's a good one um i will go down just to keep things going here i threw uh and there's a couple that you know i i think me and you might agree on we didn't really go over this um but uh i'm gonna go for one that maybe we didn't have the same and i'm gonna go for logan paul and seth rollins also at wrestlemania 39 um i thought Mm -hmm. wrestlemania 39 was one of the better wrestlemanias we've seen in a while and you know i'm shocked that i would even put this on here to be completely honest with you. I am too. Um, you hate celebrities in WWE. I hate celebrities in WWE. But um, I got to give credit where credit is due. And I thought that match outperformed. Maybe it's because it outperformed what my expectation was. You yeah. know? Um, but I thought it was a great match. There was a lot of flip-floppity, bebopities going on in there. But <laughs> um, we'll, 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 we'll let that slide. I thought it was a great match. And, you know, again, it was kind of like that 
Seth Rollins does a great job of making it feel real because he was yeah. he, he kind of was on my side. He doesn't like celebrities in WWE either. Um, and he's like, <laughs> it's it's true. Like, but but Logan Paul is a freak, man. He, he yeah. put on a he 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 like adopted so quickly to to all of it. And um, I thought it was a great match. I could have done without the prime, but uh, the prime drink. But you know what? It added a little bit of mystique, a little bit of different yeah. uh, setting. It, it is what it is now. They're just yeah. there's always going to be parts of that. It'll yeah, be a Slim Jim sponsored match or something yeah, sure. like that. Fine, whatever. I don't care. Whatever you need to do. So, wow. all right. I I'm surprised. I but I'm pleasantly surprised because that was a really good match. I think Logan Paul is. I mean, you hate to admit how good he is because yeah, you, I'm, you don't want him to be in those kinds of spots, but he is quite good. Yeah, unfortunately, though, if he's not on TV enough, it's going to diminish. I'm not saying he needs to be on there all the time, but if he's going to be a champion, this is my biggest irk. If you're not yeah, going to be on TV, is, don't be like a champion. an argument for you all the time. Yeah, yeah. if you're not going to be on TV, don't be a champion. If you're going to do the celebrity thing, fine. Come in, do mm-hmm. your runs and leave and do your thing. But like, just don't be a champion because it, it, it diminishes the fact of what you're doing here. So, um, and if you're going to be champion, come and wrestle. Like, just do yeah. it. So, anyway. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go on to one of yours here, Mikey. All right. Uh, another one of mine on my top five is MJF versus Brian Danielson, the Iron Man match. No. I did not watch this live. I will admit that. But I watched it <laughs> another way, and it was fantastic, honestly. I really – it kind of changed my view of, of MJF as a wrestler. I think I viewed him more in the sense as like kind of – not to quote the Jericho Appreciation Society here, but as a sports entertainer, you know? And I think he really showed his wrestling chops in this match with Danielson. And I feel like that's just a testament to Danielson's ability and what this guy does with everybody he's in the ring with. They step up when they're with him. And I feel like you have no choice. Otherwise, he's going to eat you alive. And and I think MJF did a really great job. And and the way they structured the match was really great. Uh, I, I was, you know, I feel like in today's day and age, it's really hard to keep people's attention. You know, we're all, we're always like on our friggin' cell phones. So it's hard sometimes to sort of keep us locked in on the action. And I think they did a really good job of doing that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I also think this was kind of the turning point for MJF. I mean, I think, you know, everyone looked at him as, oh, he's great on the mic and he's a decent wrestler. But this kind of was his proving ground of like, can you hang with a guy who's probably the best wrestler on the planet right now? You know, and yeah. and he did a great job. And I think that kind of just elevated him to a different level, um, like you said, above just being a sports right. entertainer. So, And this uh, is I've, why that devil storyline is even more sort of like infuriating. Because look at that. Look at I where know. he was after that. I know. And then like this kind of happens and it, it's just like watered it down. To yeah, me. agreed, agreed. But no, good, good one. I would, I would add that to mine as well. But I had to make mine different than yours, so I oh, had yeah, to, of course, had a couple, yeah. no, a couple other. I mean, All right, yeah. so I'm gonna go for one that me and you had the same. Um, and it was, I, I find this interesting. Um, it was Cody versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, right? That's I, right, I, baby. It's hard to imagine us putting a Brock Lesnar match on. Here. I know. I mean, I, I mean, listen, I, I think he's a great wrestler and whatnot, but in this day and age, with with Brock, it, it, I think mm-hmm. what made it great was that it was Cody, right? It wasn't necessarily Brock. I think Brock added to it. And at the end, when he raised his arm was very unique. You've never seen Brock Lesnar do that. But yeah. I think more so if you watch the beginning of that match, we all thought Cody was going to lose because oh, yeah, absolutely. he was getting crushed. 
Like legitimately, I thought he was injured five or six times. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It, it, it really showed had this, like, there's like this terminology going around in wrestling where like, I, I think uh, Gunther has been using it too. as like the final boss of a yeah. game. And, yeah, exactly and Lesnar it. has been historically for the last 20 years, like the final a boss. final boss, like yeah. right off the bat, like he's super shredder, you know, like he, yeah. he's going to bring it all down on himself rather than let you win. So yeah. I think, uh, I, I think that match told a really great story. I was, I, I, in preparation for this, I tried to like rewatch all of this. So it was kind of fresh in my mind and the layout of the, that of this match was really great. It was, was. just sort of like, it, it was almost like different, like fights every time. Like he just kept like, Cody just kept trying to get in the ring, gets his ass kicked, comes out, gets in the ring, gets his ass kicked, gets out. And like, and he ends up kind of pulling it out in the end. And that, that sort of show of respect by Lesnar, apparently from what they're saying, it was not yeah. planned, which yeah. I, I think kind of makes it all the more, I think symbolic of, Hey, you know, Lesnar's sort of winding down. He's, he's yeah. in the twilight of, of his monstrous career. So I think it's it was good for Cody. He kind of needed that. I think everybody was talking about that. If, if Cody kind of loses that, then like what what's the point of finishing the story if he can't beat the guy that Roman beat? So yeah, and anytime you rip your pants in a match, you got to be on the top top matches yeah, of the year. So absolutely, uh, Brock Lesnar with a little pants rippy. You know, you gotta. <laughs> you gotta... <laughs> that that uh, was your big takeaway. It sticks in my brain. <laughs> sticks in my brain. All right. Um, all right. Uh, well, you can go on to the next one. So we had that one in this. Uh, yeah, we kind of shared that one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the next one on my list is Becky versus Trish cage yeah. match from That's Payback. Cool. It was, oh my God, man. It was just fantastic from bell to bell. I think, I think some people have some criticisms of that feud overall. And listen, I, I could sort of say, share some of that. But I think uh, on the whole, it was really great to have Trish Stratus back. She great. got a legends run that you normally don't see the women get. No, this is what this is what they give to Goldberg. This is what they give to all these like old timers that decide to like just come back and have a nostalgia run. Except Trish Stratus did it much better than Goldberg. I mean, don't get me started on Goldberg. All right, I yeah. I, I know, I, but I, I thought it was really great for Trish to be able to like get that chance to come back and. She was a regular on Raw. She was having stellar matches. She still got it. And I think she's come back in 2024 as well. And I can't wait for that. But this this sort of this feud with Becky, I think kind of solidified Becky too. I think to be mm -hmm. able to to sort of hold her own with somebody like Trish Stratus, who's always held in such high regard. And for them to do what they did in this cage match, I mean, they went balls to the wall, quite honestly. I, I mean what they were doing off the top of the cage. I, I mean, it was just so, it was kind of brutal. And I think oftentimes like an American audience really struggles with that of like seeing women in these kind of like brutal matches. I mean, you saw it like with like UFC, right? People are always like up in arms, like, Oh, you can't have women fight. Like this was brutal, but I thought they did a great job with it. Yeah. And it was one of my favorite matches of the year. I, I went back and watched it again. It's just, it holds up, it holds up. And so people should definitely check that out. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. Um, I thought it was great. And listen, anytime Trish Stratus comes back, it's okay in my book. I was always a big Trish Stratus fan. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought it was a great way to come full circle. And I, mm -hmm. I agree with you. You're right. You have all these men legends coming back. Why not have some women legends? And I, I thought it was awesome. And I, I yeah. think 
I think she helped elevate women on TV, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I thought it was great. So yeah. I 100% agree with you. Um, and it was kind of a brutal match, which was always it was brutal. And and really, like, there was ripple effects from that, too, because Becky then took that and then went down to NXT. It was kind of like right after that. She goes yep. down to NXT. She has that 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 rivalry with uh, with Tiffany Stratton. She works with like Roxanne Perez. She's able to work with a lot of the talent down there. And so like that elevates them too. So like there's a actually like a ripple effect. And that's what I like to see. Oh, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. um, all right. I'll go on to the next one. This one was different. I'll let you end it with our, uh, our last one that is, we had. Is this by. your, is this your number one? No, I wouldn't call this my number one. I, I didn't, I'm not going to pick a number one. I don't, I don't want to rank my, I think Fine. they were all equally as good um, okay. in different right. ways. Mm -hmm. um, I thought this one was a, a good one too, and it was Reigns versus Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns yep. versus Sami Zayn at the Elimination Chamber. And you know, I, I don't know from a like a rest technical wrestling standpoint, you would make it number one, but I think for the storyline aspect of it in itself, oh, yeah. it was great. And um, I I think it needed to happen, and it just the the poetry in it all of the storyline was Ugh. great. And, you know, I give credit to Roman Reigns, but I give credit to Sami Zayn too. Um, because Sami Zayn was so instrumental in that storyline, you know? Um, and I, it just, everything leading up to it and, mm -hmm. and will he, won't he well, turn this, that, and then the chair shot heard around the world. Like it just was, it was, it was great. Yeah. I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit that I rewatched that Royal Rumble segment probably like five or six times because it's just it was so good. That was like the epitome of like drama right yeah. there. Like it was really well done. And the crowd bought into every piece of it because they just love Sammy. And that that storyline got so much time to breathe. And they did a good job of sort of maintaining the interest, giving you those little bits and pieces that that you can kind of like nibble on to keep you going for the next week. And man, that Montreal crowd was just fantastic for Sammy. Like it's a shame yeah. he didn't win. I understood why. Yeah. But man, like just a, a beautiful moment for Sammy Zayn to come out to be in the main event, to be fighting for the world championship uh, against Roman. I, I thought it was great. It was great. Agreed. All right. Now you can give us the, our, our we this one we had on there. I'll let you talk yeah. about it quickly. Then let's let's give like our just a couple guys who made it, mm -hmm. who had a great uh, 2023, and then a quick prediction for what we're looking for for 2024. Sure, sure. All right. Uh, so this is my number one uh, across the board. It's Charlotte versus Rhea. I watched this again last night, and holy smokes, guys. It's a fantastic match. The way that match is structured is very traditional old-school wrestling. They start slow. They do a lot of ground game. There's a lot of sort of back and forth of, you know, who's kind of a bit stronger. And then you, you get these little bits, like these little spots in the crowd. You can feel the crowd start to rumble. And they, they just they reaches that crescendo at the end when she when she uh, hits her with the sort of the avalanche uh, finisher and she she wins the match, man. I, I love it. I absolutely love this match. I I would recommend if if people have not watched Maybe there's some people out there that don't watch women's wrestling. If you're going to watch a match, watch that one. That's the first, that would be my introduction. There's just so much in terms of the presentation, the structure of the match, the story that they tell, and just the ability of both those women. It's it's phenomenal. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you hit all, I'm not going to elaborate too much more. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was, it was great, but the, the great thing about this, if you look at our, I mean, WrestleMania really was a great show. Like, we have yeah, a yeah, testament to WrestleMania on. being, really um, good but I mean, it was great that we had other things outside of WWE on this mm -hmm. and, and it's not like we're biased. We literally just took what we thought were the best matches what engaged yeah. us the most, the most. So, um, I, I hope they continue that momentum into 2024. Uh, but quickly um you know i guess let, let's just break it down this way mikey yeah you know i know we had like a fantasy roster we're gonna do this whole thing yeah let's let's just say if you were to pick three people that were the mvps of the year who would it be and and you don't necessarily need to get into why we're running yeah. short on time but okay just, and then and then let's talk about what we're looking for in 2024 quickly this is tough uh so my 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 three and kind of mvps uh first i gotta put dom in there i think this guy that's been getting his ass kicked for the whole year and he's handling it really well he's getting a ton of heat he pulls good promos he is in ring work it continues to improve uh so dom is up there mjf too I, I, this has been a dominant run for him and and i think really kind of showed a lot about him as a wrestler and his ability to carry a company uh my third is i want to I, I gotta say becky I think she's she's had a really stellar year overall. She's been able to do a lot of different things on a lot of different shows. Okay, perfect. Um, I, I, you know, I'm going to, I would agree with, with Dom. Um, I mm -hmm. think Dom was up there for me too, um, but I'm, I'm going to go Gunther. I think yep. he's had a stellar year. Um, I think MJF is too, but I'm, I'm going to do someone different um, just because you added him on there. Um, I'm going to say uh, Swerve Strickland. Um, yeah. and, and I think, I, I think he, I think he had a great year. Uh, but I also, I think me and you would agree that Cody Rhodes should be on here too. I mm -hmm. think it was, it was his year for, 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 and, and I think, look, you know, I, you could argue there's more people. And if we had more time here today, we mm -hmm. probably would go back and forth. I know. Um, but we, but we don't, um, so let's, let's leave it at that. And what are you, what are you looking forward to in 2024? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more <clears throat> other wrestling outside of WWE and AEW. That's kind of part of my wrestling re uh, resolution is to make a more concerted effort. Uh, that's why I'm going to get the new Japan streaming app. And I want to just dive into that and, and kind of just see where it leads me. I'm just going to be like going through like favorites and people, what they recommend. Uh, I'm going to keep doing my thing with, with, uh, with soon to be TNA plus app. Um, and, and following there because they, they have a great women's division, one of the best in the business. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go uh, and and maybe hopefully get to another wrestling event. That's part of my resolution. Get to another one. I wanted to go to Royal Rumble this year, but just wasn't in the cards. So, yeah, um, those are good. I like that. Uh, you know, mine is uh, uh, first. I'm going to start off by saying I'm going to give the celebrities a chance because I have turned okay. my tune uh first of all it could have been an honorable mention but bad bunny versus damian priest also was a yeah. great match this year um and i i have to say i i will call a spade a spade i did not like bad bunny i wish he was never mm -hmm. a wrestler mm -hmm. but my tune changed after that match and um I'll, I'll give him credit where credit is due um and it was in puerto rico it's a great moment for him so it's an honorable mention but um i i hope you know my 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 wish for 2024 is i hope wwe continues to go on the same path they're going um and and we get to can see, can see 
continuous excitement, not just based around wrestlers coming in, yeah. um, right, but a- around storylines and things happening. Uh, and I hope that continues and they can elevate to that next level because you're starting to get the old Attitude Era feeling of how, like, you know, when you get excited about a show and whatnot, which is great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope AEW writes its ship a little bit. And if it doesn't, I think this is a great opportunity, like you said, for some of those other promotions like TNA and NWA yeah. and New Japan to to step up. I mean, mm-hmm. you gotta, you know, I, I think AEW is instrumental in getting eyes on other wrestling promotions, right? And what's great for the wrestling, you know, economy, but it, some of the other people have to step up and spend some money to get some of these people in there and, and build some of their stars that they have. You know, Jason yeah. Alexander is a great one in, in TNA. Um, you know, he's been great all year and, and nobody really talks about him. So mm-hmm. um, that that's mine right there so but i thought it was a great year overall i think our podcast was more positive than negative um which is great which is fantastic so well awesome so all right i feel like we've covered just about everything and uh, you know a little bit over the hour so let's end this today i think this was great uh thank you again anya for coming on we love having you on hopefully we will get you back on in 2024 Vito. What a great year it's been together and and to many more. Let's keep doing this, man. Uh, happy uh, New Year. And upward. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody out there. And uh, until 2024, keep on strutting, jabronis. <laughs>